Hey, it's Dave Lasowski, and this is How to Win with Video. In this episode, I'm joined by Chris Bowell, aka Seebs. Seebs is the owner of DNC Media, and he was also our first guest in our lineup on episode one, The State of Video in 2021. To give you a quick recap, our conversation in that episode centered around the idea of using video to automate different parts, processes, and systems in a business. That conversation was actually just a snippet of a larger interview that we did, which is what you're going to be seeing and listening to in this episode. Some of the things that you're going to hear us talk about in this episode include the importance of building your online presence and identity, how to create the culture for your business that you really want, how to avoid losing your audience with message fatigue, the real work that goes into finding your niche, the lessons that can be learned from hip hop for business, and how to find opportunity in every situation. We're gonna pick right up with Siebes talking about the power of having an online presence with video. Here we go. Dude, I've met people. I'll be riding my bike, I cycle a lot, and they like, you know, I post on my stories through Instagram from time to time. I've had people roll down the window and be like, Siebes! I'm like, what, who are you, you know? and. <laughs> What I'm getting at is like, I can spend an hour or two making a quick little value video or, Hey, here's a tip or something. By the time I get it out on the channels, keep in mind, I've built the channels up over the years. I'll have three or 4,000 views by the end of the next 72 hours. So if I can get in front of even a thousand people, do you know how, then this is a video I actually want to do where it's like, I just try to call a thousand people or talk to a thousand people in the street and just like pass out a thousand business cards versus just launching one video business card, get a thousand views, perfectly show people what you do, show you in the moment, you know, directing, shooting, making epic videos, showing great B-roll you filmed, et cetera. Like it's so powerful. And it's just like, so I can do that once a week and yeah. my marketing is set and I'll get thousands of views, People continuously know what we do. And guess what happens when the time comes for their organization or for them or whoever that need a video, there they come in. They're going to you. That's yeah. so brilliant, man. You, you know, we talk about a video business card doing, being able to, to scale that, that first introduction, that first impression. And a lot of the times we'll say like, Oh, it's not about the vanity metrics. It's like, if you get, 50 people watching your video, like you might not, you might be discouraged, but think about it. That's 50 people, but nothing has ever put it into such good context as to what you just said, where it's spend a whole day, talk to a thousand people in the street, try and give them your business card and have, have them leave the interaction, having at least a basic understanding of what you do. That right. sounds impossible. Or if it is possible, that sounds just like hell. <laughs> well, I mean, You've, you've been to networking events, you know, yeah. even still when I go to explain to someone what we do and the full scale of it, it's challenging, man. Hey, yeah, we help businesses make videos to, you know, drive new leads to automate their processes to free up time, you know, and they're like, oh, okay, cool. Like my cousin does marketing Facebook ads. So like we can just do that. And yeah. it's like, yeah, it's so much deeper than that. You know, yeah, exactly. whereas I can craft the ultimate video and, and use the right sales psychology in that video to say, are you struggling to get leads? Have you tried to hire 
people to do Facebook ads, to do social media videos, this, this, and this, and it hasn't worked. Or maybe you spent a bunch of money, you know, getting a big production crew out there and the, the video only got 10 views. That's where we come in. Yeah. By working with us, you're, you know, and you're overcoming then all the objectives. And I know what you're thinking. It, that sounds like it could be expensive. Well, the way we actually design our video packages is we're trying to 10x everything from an ROI perspective. You know, and someone's like, oh, cool. So all of a sudden it makes sense. The wheels are right. turning. People are realizing it's, what do you think I mean, the difference is between explaining that, like coming out and, and overcoming objections in person, like say at a networking event versus doing that in video? Because to me, it seems like doing that in a video is almost more acceptable because it's kind of it's it's passive. People are choosing to watch your explanation rather than in person. You're if you come out and start saying that, like, oh, have you ever paid someone to use ads and been screwed over? Maybe I'm just overthinking it, but do you see like a, a difference in the approach there? I I think, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Main thing, like you said, video, you can show instead of sell. If I am telling someone about results that I got for a client, you have to kind of be selling it. You know, you have to almost because I can't show them numbers and graphs and just be like, and hey, look how many, you know, leads came in. Yeah. What does that number say? 7,500, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I have to be in person. Look, we got over 7,500 leads over the course of the year for that client. You know, think about what that means. Just, it's just different, you know, versus getting a client to be on camera and say, Hey, working with them, we did 7,500 leads last year. Like, I don't know your business, but if I were you, I would recommend giving them a call. Like yeah. that is so powerful compared to me physically yeah. trying to sell it myself in person. If you think about it, it's like having someone come up when you're having a conversation. Say you're at, at a networking event, you're having a conversation. I got it. Little Wayne said it best. Yeah. I don't like to brag. So my bitches brag for me. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> couldn't put it better myself. <laughs> UCF baby dropping wisdom. <laughs> Just knowledge bombs all day. No one knew he was a business prophet. All his discography, man. <laughs> business lessons to be found everywhere. <laughs> that's that should be my new uh value video lesson. Just do 10 videos. What what hip hop can teach you about business? You really should. I think well that been, leads, uh, it leads me to another <laughs> thing about like the entertainment factor, you know? Yeah. It's like we just laughed about that, but there's a, a relevant point to what's being said. And so many people that I see putting out videos. Yeah. First off, I'm glad that people are putting out videos more and more. Right. But the next step, the next evolution is making it like interesting enough to watch, man, because right. that's one of the things, even in like corporate videography is it's all the same shit over and over. Right. But if you were to put so, up a series, 10 lessons to be learned in business from hip hop, like, yeah, I think you'd get people watching that. Right. Oh, for sure. It will, it will, it will happen as we keep going. And the cool thing is, you know, one of the things I really respect about you and your value videos is how you found your voice. You know, I think when anyone starts with video, great artists steal, right? That's, you got to figure out just, you got to get going. You have to start. So many people are afraid to start because they're like, what do I do? Go watch my videos and just copy them. I don't care. Just start because I probably copied them from somewhere else and they copied them from somewhere else. But now when I go to do a video, 
I'm not going to watch 10 videos on that topic and writing down every detail and, and trying to just, I'm just going from my knowledge and trying to just flow and be myself. Because once again, that's what people connect with. And there's so many people that are trying to put out info now. You gotta stand out. You have to have an entertaining form. You have to be, you have to entertain, you have to provide value. You gotta make it visually appealing and stimulating. You know, you can't, you're not gonna get a million subs on YouTube by putting up slideshows. Yeah. Like, you know, and it's yeah. not gonna happen. It's gotta be dynamic and entertaining. And people have an attention span less than a goldfish. How do you get them to sit and watch? Add some flair to it. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta figure. I think a lot of people think kind of selfishly when they're making videos to put out onto these platforms. Like everybody, the common thing is like value videos or give value, provide value. And I think that's being so beaten to death because yeah, it's like, what is value is just someone's perception of it. And to me, if I'm sitting there and someone's giving me a bunch of information, just standing there in front of a camera, like talking like this kind of with nothing going on, I don't, I don't find value in that because I'm not going to be able to process that in a way. Like, but if there's some humor to it, or if there's a unique flair, like you said, someone found their voice, their tone, I might get some value out of that. Then it might, it's something unique. It's not the same thing that everybody is regurgitating out there. It's like at the beginning using video was the edge. That was the edge that you had on other people. If you're in, uh, an accountant giving out quick little like 60 second tips that was kind of enough at the beginning, but mm-hmm. now everybody's hopping on this, this train mm-hmm. and it's leaving the station. It was, it's already left the station. People are trying to run onto it and grab on and like they're doing the same thing. It's like, yeah. no, if you're an accountant, right. an interesting analogy, like use some props or something right? and, and something. Just switch it up, you know? Yeah. So I know that you, you don't like create skits or anything, but in your videos that you're putting out, a lot of the times you're like out in nature or running through the woods or just any of this, like in your moment, in your element types of candid video, uh, that, that you just have something come to you and it's like a business tip or a life tip. How have you seen that working for you, uh, versus maybe some of the more like polished types of videos that you might put out? Ooh, okay. That's a great question. Love this question. So agree. I even have like chills for a little bit here. Um, agree with that a thousand percent. So many people are focused on what am I going to get from this? Right? So I'm creating value videos to get more business. And that's exactly how I started. The reason I started 100%. What happened was exactly what you're saying. I was on a run one day and for whatever. So I've been, uh, since I was running at that time, I was just trying to do a 5k and get like a good 5k time, you know, get it to like around 25 minutes or something. I think it was, and I just wasn't hitting it and time at week after week. I wasn't, wasn't, wasn't. And I just like halfway through the run, I would just be so exhausted. I have to walk, whatever. So that morning I went out and I just float. I just was not like, I got to get there. I got to get there. I'm just like, just stick to the pace. Just focus on like running the whole time. I knocked a minute off my time. And I was like, holy crap, man, this like is just like life. Cause I've been through burnout before. And when you hit burnout, it's hard to bounce back from. So I was like, the when you just go, 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 you hit burnout and you gotta stop and you gotta stop for longer. It actually slows you down in the long run 
versus just sticking your pace and building the routines, taking time off on the weekends. You know, at one point I was doing seven days a week because I'm like, I got to get there. I got to get there. And I had that light bulb moment. And right then I'm like, you know what? This is a good value video. Good thing is I'm sweaty. I got a bandana on, like no one's going to watch this. So <laughs> whatever, I'll just put, it's like the worst time for the algorithm. It was like 7.00 AM. Um, uh, the algorithm. <laughs> and, I think, and then, so I'm just like, whatever, I'll just throw it up. No one's even going to watch it. Dude, I was getting like fan mail. I had one girl message me like, Hey, something you said in that video just like struck a nerve so hard. I can't tell you how much I like to thank you. Um, another person was like, dude, that's so cool. Like I had two people reach out from that that made me shift in my mind, like, whoa, this is not as much about me and me getting business. You need to remember this is about helping others achieve something. And what I found is by talking about video in my business, sure, there's other video creators or people that are really interested in video at that moment for their business. Maybe that's five or 10% of my audience. But guess how many people in my audience are trying to be better versions of themselves? Probably 90%. Yep. So when I talk about something about personal development or whatever, just anything to give people tip, like sending video messages or how to do outreach or even just how to craft an email. Sometimes I'll post on my like Instagram story because people get it wrong. It's just helping people. When people, when you help people, you, people see you as more valuable. They see you as knowledgeable. They see you as the expert and guess what? Maybe they don't need a video, but when their friend needs something, when their company needs something, when whatever, who do you think they're going to call? It's you. And yeah. Gary Vee talks about it all the time. He's like, just give, 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 just provide value. And the end of the day, I know it's going to come back in insane amounts. So I think there is, you know, if I only talked about video, I would lose my entire audience. You have to bring other things into it. That's where I post a lot of stuff about personal development, about my travels, about just like, us going out, messing around, fishing, you know, I don't know, like the crazy stuff we get into. You see some of it. All um, Lone Tide Boys on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. But, but that's the stuff that like gets people into my world and makes them like connect with me better. So when they do need someone for video, that's where they come to. Yeah. It's like they're seeing you as someone who is valuable rather than trying to force this force giving right. value to people and whether it's with video or whether it's with them trying to be the, like you said, the best version of themselves, they're instantly just associating you as someone who is a trustable, uh, reliable source for that. So when you do post something about video, it's almost like all that other clout you've been building up is getting cashed in because it's like, Oh yeah, no, I'm also really knowledgeable and, and relatable right. about this thing that I do for a living. Hit me up if you, if you need this or if you know someone that needs it, right. that's, that's your sales process from now on, by the way, hit me up if you need this. All right. <laughs> yeah. It's um, um, yeah, dude, it's, it's just interesting to see, like I see your posts pop up and it almost seems like the more, candid ones. I mean, of course you said like 90% of your audience is, is looking for this type of content. And those seem to be the ones that get all the, the crazy amount of engagement. Cause it's just someone looking well, dude, for an escape from the business. Yeah. Of and think about go through LinkedIn, go like, go through your feed. It's everyone just trying to sell and be as professional as possible and talk about how great they are. I do it too. The whole reason though, these aren't even real glasses. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't let people know, dude, come on. <laughs> yeah, but I don't care because it's like, it, you know, it, it all, 
it, it come it all comes back. People are just like, damn, that's smart. You're like, you yeah. know how to market. <laughs> hey, guess what we do? We market. Nope. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. we know <laughs> how to position and market you guys. And and like if you can't respect automation and and learning how to be more presentable and like, you know, Jack Conti, the founder of Patreon, he's got an excellent YouTube uh video on repackaging yourself. And it tells this whole story about how for so long he couldn't attract the right type of people, uh, clients, I think for his music business. And then he shifted the packaging and went exponential and insane. And, you know, I, some, I see some people that, uh, you know, they'll post on LinkedIn or they're post on like wherever. And it's just like, a. I don't know. They're either not looking presentable with clients or they're just constantly like not working or doing like, I try to show us constantly doing stuff. Cause then yeah. people are like, Oh, you're actually busy. You're doing all these projects. Like, look at this. If every day I just was posting me hanging out at the pool, <laughs> which I try to go to the pool every day, not gonna <laughs> lie. Um, but that's part of me designing like the life I want to build, you know, like, so I don't remember what the original question was on this, but I, I don't know. But you, you do. I will say you do that really well in in letting people see like the work, you know, because right. whether it's on your personal page or on the DNC media page on Instagram, I'm always seeing like, all right, Steve's on a shoot somewhere in sunny Florida and they're they're like having a good time by the water filming. Yeah. stuff. You know, yeah. I see that all the time. And for yeah. me someone who, who knows you, I guess, more than just the average Instagram follower. Like, I know that you are actually out there like doing these projects and everything. And I know it is part of work, but it also just looks like a damn good time. So people are right. kind of and, and that's part of that our marketing. That's part of our marketing. No one wants to see, you know, clients want to see other clients comfortable laughing, having fun. They want to know, like people get stressed about being on video or on camera. So when we can bring the humor element and be the fun people to work with that also make kick-ass videos, like that's, that's what we want. I don't want to have to show up and be super corporate. Like there's a reason I left that world. There's a reason I went down the entrepreneurship path. Like it's not an easy path. Like, you know, I, I said earlier, like, I don't care. Like my life's great. Yeah it's been a lot better now, but the last four years, man, like you've seen the grind, you yeah. know, like two years ago, I was still living at home. And then I got moved in with a roommate. Finally, I just got into this place this past year, you know, and things take time. It's, but that's goes back to the original conversation. It's just like put in the work it's iteration after iteration, after iteration, whether yeah. it's with your videos, with your marketing, with your behind the scenes. Now I'm getting guys to come shoot behind the scenes vlogs for YouTube because we're focusing on that now. Once again, it's bringing people into the production. It's bringing in people into working with us. By the time a client comes to work with us, I want them to feel like they've already been on 10 shoots with us. And they're like, don't worry, I know how it goes. You know, yep. I've watched your videos. And guess what? My life just got even more easier by utilizing video to free up my time. That like it goes back to what we we're talking about in the very beginning. So it's it's you know, what you have to figure out what you want and, and what kind of clients you want to attract and how you want to run your day and maybe having fun and joking on, on shoots, isn't it? And you really do like to be super serious, go work with accountants and make that your niche. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I mean, I find, think there's, there's something to be said there where it's, 
like for you, for you and me, and I'm assuming a lot of people like that fun environment makes sense. It clicks, but really for whatever, whatever type of environment, whatever type of people you want to be working with, there's people out there for it. Right. Mm-hmm. You just got to find them. Right. Yeah. And uh, one video I want to do coming up is finding your why. Cause mm-hmm. I remember when I first was getting going, I just kept hearing everywhere. You got to find your why, yep. you know, and then you'll never work a day in your life. I was like, what the hell does that mean, man? <laughs> like How that was the most, why? <laughs> that was the most confusing thing for me. And for like eight months, I was just like banging my head against the wall. Just like, dude, I am just, I, I, I can't figure any of this out. I don't know what it is or what this why is or, or how the hell I find it, whatever. So as someone who overanalyzes everything and can definitely get deep into their head, I wanted to make a video because it, it all starts with taking action. And you take action people are like, I'm concerned about what niche to move into. Well, what niches have you worked in? Well, none yet. Cause I don't want to, well, get going. How do you know it's going to suck if you don't do it? Yeah. Like the reason I don't work with startups now is because I've worked with several of them and I just realized they're not an ideal fit, but it wasn't until like to some people, they love startups because they get that uh, investment money and they're like, dude, they got all the investment money in the world. I hate it because they don't know their target customer. They don't know their messaging. They're figuring everything out. The company will change from one day to the next. But by doing the work, I realized it's not for me. Right. So, so many people are afraid to get started. It starts for me to land on video took eight months, eight months of nonstop action, a full, like I quit my job, eight months of full-time taking action. And I started with, I was learning to code. And for two months, I was like, I'm going to just going to be a coder. I'll build websites. I can travel and do all my stuff. I had to quit. Cause I just like, I hate this. <laughs> then I was going to open a dog daycare and I'm like, wait, I'm going back into a seven day a week service-based business. Yeah. It's a phenomenal idea. It will make millions of dollars. It's still this area. Oh, I got the whole business plan ready if you want it. Um, and then I had, <laughs> to walk, I had to walk away from that. <laughs> yeah, I had to walk away from that. Then I was uh, I started working with my dad for a little bit because I was thinking about taking over his development company. I realized I hated that industry. Um, then I started a virtual reality company with someone I met during my programming days because I, I go all in. So I was going to coding meetups and I was in coding podcasts and just like everything, dude. So. I met a VR developer. We started a virtual reality development company where before a high rise goes up, we would build buildings in virtual reality. And that's when I bought a drone to take photos of the 10th floor, the 20th floor. So you could fly the heights and go whatever, 500 feet up and be like, Oh, that's the 30th floor that, you know? Yeah. So I got the drone for that. And I just posted one or two things online. Someone reached out and said, Hey, can you take a photo of uh, this house for me? That led to a development video that led to an event video that led to a law firm video. And I'm like, here it is. Here's my cash flow. Still, it wasn't like I'm starting a video production company. We're going to build a video. I'm like, here's my cash flow to just figure out what's next. Yeah. And four years later, it's my cash flow still to yeah. like, if I only wanted to focus on video, if I only worked on DNC media stuff, it legit is five to 10 hours a week. That's it five to 10 hours a week to, to bring in multiple six figures. And people, people will see that having never gone through all the, the four years of, of stress and right. work and they'll right. see that and think, well, I can get, that's attainable. And then they won't put in the work. Like you said, it's like, right. it's, I feel like a Don't lot worry, of people that are looking to get into uh, starting a business or entrepreneurship 
are looking at it with rose colored glasses. And it's pretty sweet, yeah. like you said, but it's pretty sweet four years in, you know, right. at this point now, because you've gone through the shit and you finally it it's clicking and you've, but, but even still there's probably there. I know that you're not settling for where you're at right now. And there's no, more and more and more that you want to do. I know you've got a thousand no. ideas rocking around in the brain. Oh, and it's probably going to be a process to get those done too. But right before, before we shift in all that, I know that you, so you got the drone and anyone who knows you knows that you get some killer, killer drone shots and, and the travel content is just unreal. So what point did you, did you find out that like in that video journey, that travel was going to be such um, an integral part of that. Here, stay right here one second. Yep. <laughs> you can still hear me because I got my AirPods in. I'll I can. show you exactly how I made that decision. All right. Because I've had this board since I quit my last job and I decided, not many people have seen this, but you'll see on here, there's a lot of just different travel stuff. Yep. Everything, just locations, boats, paradise, all that stuff. A lot so, of blue water. Right. So part of me finding my why initially, one of the things people said, you know, is get clarity, make a vision board. What do you truly want? doesn't matter. Just put it up there. So as I would just go through magazines or whatever, I'd see like, Ooh, Thailand, I want to go there. You know, Ooh, this, uh, I would love to take a, a van around the U S you know, and I just start putting all this stuff up. Part of my decision. And I've used this for a lot of big, heavy decisions in life. Part of my decision to, to not do that dog daycare, I was literally about to like get 150 grand, raise 150 grand to do this. I looked at that board and I saw all this travel stuff and I said, how does this tie in to that? And it didn't at all. The only thing I was thinking about was the money. And for my last corporate job that paid really well, I learned the lesson of don't chase the money. It's not gonna work out. For me personally, maybe other people it will, but I'll put it this way, I quit a month before my salary was gonna double. I didn't care that much. I was like, no amount of money is worth it. I'm looking at the opportunity cost of staying here for another year, two or three versus moving on to the next thing. So I always knew I wanted to travel. Part of my reason for starting to code was I can work from anywhere and build websites and live this like digital nomad life. Okay. So after I stopped coding, I kind of looked at video and I'm like, wait, I could probably do that with this too. And I actually met someone at my co-working spot. We went on a seven day road trip around the US to 10 different cities. It was awesome. It was great. You know, a month later, he's like, hey, we're gonna do the same thing in Switzerland. You wanna go? I'm like, hell yeah, dude, let's go to Switzerland. <laughs> Switzerland, I've been there before. It's one of the most gorgeous, amazing places I've ever seen in person. It looks so like I'm just like, I'm envisioning all of that, right? We went from sweaty CrossFit gym to sweaty CrossFit gym to sweaty CrossFit gym. I didn't see anything. <laughs> So I got back home and everyone's like, Hey, you know, how great was, how, how amazing was Switzerland? Like, did you get to see the, uh, the Alps and like all this other stuff? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I didn't see anything, but just like people working out. What so were you over there for? I was filming for a CrossFit app that mm. is basically like a class pass, if you will. So people can have the app and go to gyms wherever they want if they travel a lot and they don't need to fill out paperwork and get approved and all the all that random stuff they can save right. a spot in the class etc so i realized and and i'm a big fan of reverse engineering everything i do i reverse engineer i wanted to travel so i figured out how can we do that and i looked at who would pay 
people to travel and shoot to do the stuff I wanted. The stuff I wanted to do was just the most epic stuff at any destination. So that's tourism boards, that's hotels, that's huge airlines, uh, cruise lines. And I said, okay, how can we get into that world? How can I start getting in front of these clients? What do I need to do? Why would they hire me? And that's where I do it. I just took the drone out and I started flying Sunrise every day. I would fly the drone for Sunrise every day. I did that for two or three months until I got really good on that. I shot time lapses every morning for weeks. I shot, dude, just for like a year straight, I would just shoot, edit, shoot, edit, shoot, edit, repeat. And I just kept shooting tourism stuff. I kept, go through my, if you go through my Instagram, I've, I've never really removed many photos. Go back and you'll see the evolution of these photos started. So I just kept shooting everywhere I went. I went to a wedding with friends. I would be shooting the day before. I would just be crafting a little quick video and just posting it on social or giving it to my friends or anything to practice I was trying to do. And I still do that now to this day. If there's a new industry I'm trying to get into, like right now we have the travel stuff, it's great. But typically we're getting more like hotels that are just like, oh, come do B-roll packages or this or this. And I wanna like bring a squad out with me. So yeah. I'm like, how do I get 10 of my friends to come to a location with me and my team so I can have, we can just like fire fest it, you know, like, yeah. but yeah, have nice. legitimacy behind you Yeah, know? I was gonna uh, say have legitimacy. <laughs> but build an, an epic marketing campaign with a bunch of people having fun and whatnot. So that's what I'm doing now. Travel's slow. We don't, all our traveler gigs, I can't, we have a $40,000 gig in Thailand that we just can't get to. So we're just on hold waiting for it. Yeah. And uh, so it's like, what do you, what do you do? Do you just sit here and do nothing and be like, well, dude, I don't have shit to do. That's what a lot of people do, but no, right. We're I'm out filming travel adventure based content on Sunday. I took my Sunday morning to go film. Granted it was with the Miami dolphins cheerleading squad. Uh, but you're like, you're like Southern Bruce Wayne, man. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> no, but it, it's just like, what I mean is you got to put in the work in the industries that you want to attract. And I've been doing that consistently since I've started in the travel niche, because that is what I love. I love, I send me to the middle of nowhere, dude. And let me just go on an adventure with my camera. I'm the happiest person in the world. When I joke on Instagram all the time, I list my title as a professional bronzer. That there's a reason behind that. A lot of people don't realize they think I'm just like messing around, but reverse engineering, that is what I want my position in life to be. I just want to go in the sun, go on adventures, have fun, be able to work out, eat good food all day, you know, work a couple hours. That's it. So how do I get there? And now I have to reverse engineer that. So, yeah. well, how have you been reverse engineering it? What are the next steps okay. between where you're at now? All right. So here we go. So professional bronzing up here, starting with a $200 video down here. Okay. Quite so, right. So in order to basically be able to travel nonstop, do whatever I want and still have money coming in, what do you need? You need investments, you need passive income, you need money, essentially, you know? Okay, so how do we get enough money to be able to invest in real estate, to be invested in the markets, et cetera? Well, we gotta have a lot of cash flow be coming into the business. Okay, so how do we get a lot of cash flow and what will ultimately let me sell a lot without needing to put in a lot of time? That's where online courses in my world is coming into play because it's like real estate. You put a lot of work in up front, 
and then you can reap it for years to come. Yep. So online courses, I'm selling my prints. I did four grand in print sales last year. Um, right. All of my profits are just going back into video, but we're partnering with ocean conservation organizations and just doing videos for them because that's another passion of mine. But I'm building products that I can physically sell. A big pain point with video, which is the step below, is it requires time for money. You hire me, I can get, let's say, 10 grand. You hire me for 10 grand, I come out for a day, we film, we edit, we give you a product, it's done. We spent a lot of time to get you that product. I cannot turn around and sell that product to this person or this person. I have to go physically spend the same amount of time or hire people to go spend that time to go do that. That means I got to manage more people. I got to worry about scheduling. I got to worry about trap. Like it's just more headaches and more headaches. There's a, there's a one-to-one input output that isn't there with the scalability of something like right. courses. Right. So, so under, under courses would be like consulting because consulting, guess what? I know how to do it and I'm just telling you how to do it. So I don't even need to build the course or whatever, you know, consulting comes in there too, as just a high valued skill where if I can come into a big organization and help them save $3 million a year, they're going to pay me 30 to 300 grand because they just save $3 million a year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like what is that? And, right. And so like, how do I get into consulting though? While when I'm doing video, how do I get into courses when I'm, when I have to shoot and edit and sell and do all this? Well, I have to remove myself from some of those processes. So it started with an editor, took the editing off the plate. Then I got shooters, took that off the plate. Now we got people coming in for social media, take that off the plate. Then we got the automation going. Now leads are coming in consistently. Now that's off the plate for me not needing to spend the time to do it. Now we get a salesperson in place, that's off the plate. So now the entire video production company will, will function down here while I can then step into courses, while I can step into consulting, while I can step into more prints, while I can just keep traveling and shooting and money will just keep coming in. This additional money coming in is going to be, allow me to, okay, we're going to go spend a month in Thailand. Guess what? I'm going to waste the money I spend for rent here. Yep. So a thousand or two thousand dollars on rent, you know, each month, that's annoying. So if I'm going to travel a lot, how do I do that? Well, got to buy a place, you know, and make it an Airbnb live there. When you leave, just rent it for that week. Yeah. You know, if you really want to get crazy, you get the right zoning. So you can have an RV on the side of your house. You rent the RV out while you live in the main house in a year and a half, two years, the RV is paid for. And then at the end of the two years, <laughs> you have put a lot of thought into this and I love it. <laughs> All of it, dude, because it's like, you know, I want to live the life I want to live and do the things that I want to do. And there's nothing like th this is what like, blows my mind and just what keeps me up at night and what fires me up every single day. It's like the amount of opportunity in the world right now is so insane. Like you look at people that have built billion dollar brands with a team of five or six people and they just really? know how to market. Yeah. yeah dude, all they do is know how to market. And then they find yep. the right white label partners that are willing to do all the heavy work and take on all the risk of all this insane overhead. It's like the same reason I'm not buying three different red cameras and getting, you know, what dude, the pandemic hit and all of a sudden it was like, wait, I have payroll. I have this, I have that, like, this sucks. How are we going to yeah. do this? And it's yeah. just like, for me, I'd rather be hiring teams each time we have a big project while keep leveling up, keep stepping up, keep my expenses low. Only reason I've been able to consistently like get to the next level is my rent was so cheap living with a roommate for two years. Then I was at home for a year, you know, like, I just cut expenses ever. People see me yeah. traveling. They're like, dude, you're killing it. You got like 
you know, <laughs> these trips you're taking are like 50 K vacations. It's like, yeah, but I'm not paying for it. Like I'm yeah. actually getting paid. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. People you're will, seeing people will me in the Maldives that. and it's like a $10,000 villa and you're associating me with paying for it. And it's like, that's not true. Right. And if it's somewhere else that maybe I did have to pay for, guess what? The company has 200,000 credit card points right now because of all the ad campaigns and stuff we do for clients, they pay us. I put it on my credit card and now I just rack up points month after month after month. And then guess what? 200,000 points. That's like a, that's at least two tickets to the Maldives and back. (laughs) (laughs) So do you think that that benefits you when people perceive you as, as, uh, being able to go and like fund these things? Do you, has that ever played into, um, any types of like sales or people's perceptions of you, like a first impression type of thing where they see you out here on all these trips and, and have this idea that you are like just balling out or has that never really Um, played in? I think people make assumptions based on what they see online. And honestly, like when, if I go through my Instagram, I'm like, dude, who am I? Like, this is insane. (laughs) But like each of my platforms has a different, audience and a purpose, right? On Instagram for years, I've been trying to show the highlights of what you can do by building your own business. Like, look at this, look at what I can do. I am not exceptional. I was a C student, man. I couldn't read a book. Like I had more issues than anyone, even starting the company that I kind of broke through and had some really, really big mindset shifts throughout this journey from just doing deep, intensive work. And I still have a lot of work to do. Uh, I'm constantly questioning, you know, what's going on there and how to be a better version of myself. Um, so wait, what was the question again? (laughs) Do you think that that perception like that, that Instagram perception has affected any, uh, just like business relationships or personal, more like, uh, just, in general, think, people's perceptions of you. So it's an interesting question. And honestly, I don't know. And, and one of the things I, I really would love to do is actually pull my audience and get 30 people that I've never met before in person to give me a candid survey. So I've been thinking about doing that and just like, hey, I need 30 people. I'll Venmo you five bucks right now. Answer these five questions. But here's the deal. You can't meet me because I want to know what I'm putting out there. Right. So I think it goes both ways. My Instagram is stacked to show how much I've traveled and shoot, shoot, shot, travel and shot, shooted (laughs) (laughs) to show. And and I'm always tagging brands, even if it's not, even if like I went to Mexico, I'll still tag visit Mexico in the post, because if someone potentially clicks on that, I want them to see visit Mexico and make the assumption that I work for them. I never said, Hey, great job working with visit Mexico. You can make assumptions. That's fine. Um, so I think it helps that way. I think it helps tremendously when people see the quality of the work and what's actually going into it. And I think it also helps when people see what else we have going on behind the scenes. And it gives me a lot of leverage when it comes to negotiating or, or working on deals. Um, one thing I tell a lot of clients is, look, I only want five or six long-term full-on commercial campaigns. So we're doing your videos and your ads. If you're not in one of those slots, you have to wait. So. Yeah. I'm at four clients right now on that. I only have two spots open. I just say, look, you're either going to grow with me or you're not. Cause look at what I've done in the last four years. Look at what we're doing, you know, with low tide boys. Now, all we did was just slap a logo that we drew on a hat and some shirts 
now it's giving us leverage because people are saying, well, what if we partner with you? I'll give you 5%. And it's like, why? When I have my own two companies where I have one 100% and I have 30% of this, yeah. you know? Like what, what incentive do I have to work at a discounted rate? Like I already know how to do this. I'm doing it successfully in multiple different industries and verticals. So, well, that brings a lot of, of, it puts you in a good position. It gives you a lot of leverage because you are, you know what you want and you know, you're good at it. And you're at a point now where, okay, you have four of these campaigns. You only want two more. And that's the limit you've set. It's not some like false, uh, false. Right. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, yeah. I'm not trying to trick anyone into this yeah. or like use, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? And, um, it's, it's like you, it's coming from a place of authenticity and realness when you're saying it, what do I, what is in this for me? Like as soon yeah. as you can flip that and a business approaches you and you say, what's what, where do I benefit here? Holy crap. Game changer. Because now mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're having to prove themselves to you. I mean, I'm sure right. you can remember a time back in the early oh my God, day, day where you had to like <laughs> try and really make the sale. Right. And now it's, it's, I mean, obviously not every deal is like people begging for you, for you to work with them. No, but, but <laughs> I had that thought earlier today. It's like, you work so hard for so many years for people to know who you are. And then it's almost like too many people know who you are because I'm getting requests for weddings and like just random stuff where people are like, I've never done a wedding. If you, whoever's watching doesn't know that, um, (laughs) just random stuff where someone's like, Hey man, I'm starting a company in six months. I got a video idea. I've already wrote the first minute of it. Like, let's talk. And I'm like, all right, let's, I'm going to talk with you because I know this kid, but I know it's not going to go anywhere. I know it's going to be not necessarily a waste of my hour, but I do not find you have to qualify your prospects. I know he's probably not an ideal fit, but I also know he has a lot of money. So if I has a good business idea and we can get this off the ground and the discovery form looks good, I'm all ears, man. Like, you know, I'm a businessman at the core of it all. I love business. I love hearing other business ideas. gives me more ideas. The great thing I love about video, like I'm a marketer. That's, I want to be the best, one of the best marketers in the world. I know that as a fact. Um, I, the more industries you work in, the more knowledge you gather to be more lethal when the right opportunities come up. Most overnight success stories are 10 to 15 years of work, hardcore work. And then one light bulb goes off and they say, hold on everything I've just done has been leading up to this moment and they execute and they execute quickly and they have a big exit or whatever. And everyone's like, Oh, only 12 months. I, and they grew a billion dollar company. And it's like, no, they spent like, I remember uh, Pokemon go when that yeah. craze was happening and everyone was running around with Pokemon. They like interviewed the, uh, the guy who built it. And they're like, how does it feel to be an overnight success? He's like, for 15 years, I've been working on this concept. And it wasn't until the technology caught up with like location services and then AR and all this other stuff that I could make it a reality. And, and they were just like, all right, that's not a okay. good story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that makes for a different headline than we were hoping for, but okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's people, again, just people don't see the stuff that isn't talked about. And I know when we were, right. we were talking, I guess a couple of weeks ago at this point now, and you were saying how, 
you know, you don't post, you gotta be careful about how vulnerable you are on yeah. social media because you don't want to give people this perception that you are like easily defeated or like going through something you need to get past it first. And then you can talk about that. So, you know, like you right. said, you've been at this for four years, over four years now. And during that time, you were building up the perception. You were building up this uh, persona almost for people to see that was a highlight reel, which it's, there's like a, a, a weird side versus side thing where people are saying like, oh, you know, social media is just a highlight reel, be more vulnerable. People want that. But then there's, there's kind of this other side that's like, maybe if you want to, but if you really want to kind of get over and, and get so, to the top, show the right. highlight reel. What is your take on uh, that? So I think it goes both ways. I think if people had not seen what I've been going through for years, I wouldn't have as many quote unquote fans, right? People that are just rooting for me behind the scenes mm -hmm. that I don't even know about, honestly, a lot of the times. It's not until I'll see a friend or something. Like I, I had a meeting with one friend, this dude built a hundred million dollar company, someone I really look up to met with him last week. And he's like, dude, I just like look up to you so much. Like, <laughs> yeah, I did this over here, but like you're doing your stuff and you're traveling and like, you're going like, he's like, dude, I just want you to know how much like I, I admire and like look up to you. And dude, I don't see that stuff when people are just watching stories or whatever, Yeah. but I've shown five years of consistently working, working, working and leveling up clients. And I'm sharing my story like that, you know, um, vulnerable times. Like I, my dog just, we had to put my dog down. Right. I saw that, man. I'm sorry. I didn't really want to post that, but one, she's known so many people over the last 13 years that I think a lot of people needed to know. And like, so that's a little side of me being vulnerable and kind of, you know, like people started, I didn't, I had to wait four or five days to even post it, dude, because I knew people were going to text me and I'm like, I can't handle that right now. Yeah. You know, but it brings people a little bit more into my world. Um, what I've done is I've been recording video logs over the last five years. Mm -hmm. So now that you're seeing the next evolution of Seeb's come about, which is more of the online courses and teaching people, look, you can do this. I did it look, here's me sleeping on my sister's floor even because we had to have my grandma move into the house and I had nowhere to go at one point. Here's me in my small room that was half the size of my living room now. That's like what I had in, in my past place. That was my office and my bedroom. Like you got to see the 360 photo I have moving out. It's like mind blowing how chaotic it was. And I wonder why I was in just such a weird spot all the time living in that spot. Um, <laughs> So like that stuff is going to slowly start to come out. And I tell people when I'm having bad days, I tell them like, you'll see me, uh, through my stories, like it took me a year to hit uh, that goal running that 25 sub minute 5k over a year. That's me saying, dude, it took me over a year to do this a year. Yeah. And you want to quit on your goals after two weeks. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so, I'm trying to show people like there is a struggle through all this. It isn't sunshine and rainbows, but at the same time, if you keep plugging through, there's this whole other amazing aspect of being your own boss and having that freedom. I just, I hate the guru world, right? There's yeah. every single person out there is selling the exact same thing. Free up your time. You can spend it with your family or to do more things you love or this or that, you know, get money on autopilot, passive income. And, and all of it's BS, dude. 
Gary Vee says it best. He's like, yeah, passive income exists, but do you know how much work they have to do to get that passive income set up? You know how much work it takes to build a real estate portfolio that's going to pay off over the next 20 or 30 years. And then still the market can crash and you lose everything like it did in 08, you know? So you, you, it's, it's taken a long, long, long time to love the process and to trust the process. But like, that's where I'm at right now. And even it's like, look, if we can cover our monthly goals that get us all paid, that give me the time to keep plugging forward on my other stuff that lets me continue to be able to go shoot and do passion projects that I'm really interested because I know that's going to bring the next aspect of what I really want to do. Like I'm happy, you know, and and it, it took a long time, dude. And that like, no joke, 2020 was my breakthrough year in business. Go figure. But going back to like the struggle and the, like you, you have, it's a rite of passage, man. The startup world is a rite of passage and I've been in startups in the past and I thought I went through it whole different animal when you are the one that needs to pay everyone and, and control the cash flow and et cetera, instead Big of just time, being man. an employee. There's a lot but more pressure when it's on your shoulders. Otherwise. A lot more pressure, but the pressure what, you feel 20, when, 20? when your ass is on the line versus having other people's like, you're, you're the one responsible oh for God, other people's dude. asses is, is different. <laughs> being a number two, that's, that's like the dream. <laughs> Not really, that's, but, um, I mean, but no, yes, I'm, it's like, again, you don't have, you have no stress. Like, yeah, it's crazy weekend comes and and if we need more cash or anything, it's like, all right, I'm working, you know, you got to get this done. I don't have the money to pay, whatever. Um, but what I will say is when 2020 happened and like all this went down and I saw so many people like falling off into just non good mental states, like, and don't get me wrong. I've had plenty of my moments as well and still do still dealing with a lot. Um, but if I did fall, I bounced back like that, like my grit. And I didn't see it until this past year. I didn't see it until I was truly challenged in this way. We lost 50 grand worth of jobs in March when everything happened. And at that time I was like, finally, we have like two to three months of video jobs lined up. Like everything's good. We're smooth. And then it was like, Nope. Yeah. Get the <laughs> like, swept out. Yeah. Right. And, and, but having the grit where other people maybe have not been able to push forward, you know, every single day, not every day, but we work days. <laughs> yeah. We are going at it full steam for a full month. We had no client projects to do. We were doing our first webinars and practicing long form yeah. webinars, you know, and then practicing ads. And then, so this whole year we've just been getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Instead of saying, we don't have any work in the travel and tourism world. What are we going to do? We pivoted, right? We're so much stronger now when travel comes back, like, so much. Our, our, our packages will probably go up four times. We'll be able to charge four times more, but to have better gear, but to have better clients, like better partners. I understand the ad side more. So that means our videos would be more effective. Um, and once again, it just comes from putting in the work, dude. It seems like the, the message is there's always something to be done, you know, whether it's when you feel like I'm at my wits end, I don't know what else I can try. It's like, I guarantee you there is like a whole nother door that you haven't opened that there's just a bunch of stuff that can be done. Yeah. Take you around another hallway. That's going to lead you to where you were going. You just didn't see right. it, you know? And so I know you said that you started doing webinars and you, you had all these other things going on. How has those things that you started doing when, when all else was off the table, 
how have those things played into where you're at now? Are you still doing webinars? Are you like, are you sure. um, doubling down on the, on the stuff that you did during that time period? So my first webinar I did took three to five days to complete <laughs> one <laughs> on Friday. I did three of them in through two hours. There you go. So you mean, you mean the creation or the actual, like, like, start, like almost start on. to finish basically. So what I'm doing now with these long form YouTube videos is it's basically like a webinar. You've got your topic, you have your talking points, you got to hit them all, et cetera. Mm-hmm. That webinar, I had everything written out on a whiteboard in the back of the room. It just was shoot after shoot, take after take, just not, not flowing, not being well on camera, not being able to speak, watching it back, being in my own head about like, oh, you look stupid. You said that wrong, you know, whatever. And now it's just, it's changed a lot. Like I'm that much quicker. I'm better on camera. So now that we're doing YouTube stuff, like we can go at a 10 times faster pace than if we hadn't done any of that work before. Everything always leads to the next thing. If I hadn't been messing around with ads leading up to shutdown. So for like almost a year prior, I've been dabbling, not doing a lot, but one, one or two clients that we've been kind of helping out with. Because I always knew in the back of my head that that's something that really interests me and a huge value add for our clients. So guess what happened? Once shit hit the fan, I had the perfect pivot to just take on a couple other ad clients. And then I didn't have to worry about shoots being canceled because there was another lockdown or people weren't comfortable with us coming in. We picked up clients in California. We got a client in Minnesota, I think. <laughs> Sounds I right. Somewhere I don't know. And, and that's the whole point being... You, you know, it's not even localized now. We're working with people all over. Yeah. Um, so the skills, another thing, you know, we launched Low Tide Boys, which is the clothing brand with a couple other partners, and I just run the marketing. So with Black Friday, I built an ad campaign. We did $1,000 worth of sales in two days. You when, know? Did you guys, when did you guys actually launch? We launched probably like late October, November, early November. Dude. So we've hit like a Nuts. couple grand in sales now just through my test was just to see if I could get random people to buy Yeah, based on us being in like photos, just wearing a hat. And we did, we got at least $750 of that was random people. So I proved that concept. Now it's like, okay, I'm willing to invest more into the website, into ad creation, into content, knowing random people are happy to buy this, you know? So yeah. It's once again, like if I didn't know how to do those ads, I probably would have said no to that opportunity. And it's just a fun little thing we're doing on the side. Right. Essentially, we're like, look, we're going to do this, all this stuff anyways. Why don't we just throw a logo on a shirt yeah. and then take photos because we're already doing that and then just put them on it on the line and see what happens. <laughs> and it's that's working out. <laughs> that's how Low Tide Boys was started, dude. Dude, that's, like, that is seizing the day and finding opportunity in every nook and cranny, man. <laughs> Right. But it's just like, and, and if it fails, like, cool. Now we know Not like you're going to stop doing those things that you're already doing. Anyway. Right. Yeah. Now we know a lot more stuff about the apparel industry, about ads in drop shipping and, and you can take that, that and run with that to clients that you may not have worked with before, or may not have had the interest in working with before. But like you said, you threw something on the table when maybe there wasn't something there, or you just saw the opportunity and now it's another, it's another tool in the kit. Right. Exactly. That's it. It's like a lot of times, I don't know about you, but say a, a client's like, Oh, can you 
do this on our Shopify, you know, build this backend or something. You're like, yeah, no problem. Yes. Do, it all, do it all the time. You know, you don't want to like, you don't want to yeah. act like you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. You don't want to be the person that's like, uh, well, honestly, that's not normally part of what we do, but right. like, I could get someone and it's like, so you say yeah, yes. And then, then you start to do it and you're like, shit, this is a bitch. <laughs> this yep. is, this is way more than I thought. Yep. But guess what? Next time you speak to a client and they say, Hey, we want to integrate this on the back end of Shopify. You say, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. We're happy to do that. I just need a $2,000 budget for my web developer because it is way yeah. more intensive than you would think you have to do oh, this, this, and this. And now time. you're pre prepared for it. And it's like, <laughs> unless you do it and make the mistake, like that's why people, uh, entrepreneurs celebrate failures. If you will, they're mm -hmm. not necessarily failures. They're just learning opportunities that you need to roll into the next thing. Yeah. So it's just like, you take action, do it. You can't connect the dots looking forward, but something's going to come up down the road that light bulbs will go off and you'll be like, wow, I'm so happy. I used to sell cars and I worked at a car dealership because now I have a car client on like ready to go and I can sell them perfectly because I know every single pain point they struggle with. I know every single this, I know all of that. Yeah. And if I didn't spend a year and a half wanting to blow my brains out working at a car dealership, I wouldn't have been able to figure that stuff out. You exactly. know, so you, you have to be thankful for all those opportunities to just keep building off of them to get to the next thing and just yep. leveraging everything into the next. Yeah. I, I can look back on, on clients or maybe not clients, but projects that were just either nightmares or way more than I bargained for. And it's funny you said the Shopify thing. Cause like I, I did a project last year that the the scope was more than I bargained for. Actually, it was a video project, and we talked about doing video stuff. And then I was like, "Yeah, I can get the I can get the web page up. I can get it going." And then it ended up being like a whole web page website build and through Shopify. And I'm not I wasn't familiar with Shopify's platform. And I'm like going through apps and plugging in recurring payments and all this stuff. And like, dude, it was hell. And I thought I was gonna like you said, like I was just gonna blow my brains out, but. I had, I forget the the client, but I had an instance months after where I was able to pull on that Shopify information and just bring that to the table. And like, had I not gone through that, that yeah. hell would never have known about that, but they heard that and they were just like, okay, this guy knows more than just video. So I think there's a, there's an important sure. element to, well, I'll throw it to you. How important do you think it is for a video agency or a videographer to kind of have more, more tools in the kit than just pulling up with a camera and, and making something. So I think by not like the more tools you add, the more valuable you're going to be, meaning you can just charge more. So if all you do in the beginning is just B roll videos, you're not going to be able to charge a lot. There's a lot of people that do that. But if you can take that video, find a way to get it online and run ads with it and drive traffic to a site that actually produces leads for a client. Now you're really talking, you know, now you just went from a $300 package to a $10,000 package. So if you're getting started in videography, what I would do, and, and I've actually just put a video on about this today. It's like, take what you have in front of you, right? So if you do have some clients or friends or family that might need it, take what you have, do the work, crush it, put all your energy into that. Do not cut corners. Do not say they're only paying me 300 bucks or hundred bucks or nothing. 
crush it because what you can do is then you take that video and you leverage it into the next thing. So if you're a videographer and all you're doing is the video side of things right now, and maybe you're just shooting vlogs for people, the guy I met uh, yesterday on a shoot, he just does vlogs, 300 bucks. He comes out for two, three hours. That's his thing. And he's like, how do I, you know, how do I do more of like what you guys are doing? I'm like, well, what kind of clients are you working with? And he's like, like people that wanted to music videos. And that's really it. Like, well, have you had to talk to any businesses? And he said, no. So I said, well, if you, what if you were able to use your videos to get businesses more clients? Like, don't you, do you think there would be value in that for them? He's like, of course. And I'm like, so maybe we should get you talking to some businesses, you know? So all he's doing is he's just shifting what he's doing a little bit. It's not even acquiring a new skill. He's just repackaging his value for a different client. And then let's say he is working with a client Mm -hmm. and that client, this is how I got into ads. Right. So we were doing video work for a client and we did videos and videos and videos. Eventually he's like, look, man, I mean, we have all these videos. They're all great. And, but I, I don't think we need to keep doing them. You know, we get 200 views on Facebook and, and that's kind of it, you know? So I now said, well, what, what if we, right? what if we did the app, like what we're being dumb? We have all this content. We just need to repurpose it into ads to drive the traffic. So I said, what if you gave me $1,500 a month to run your ads? I'm going to put a thousand dollars into the ads themselves and $500 as a management fee. I then turned around and hired someone to manage the ads for $350 while I still was doing it. That is business because I'm, but I was like, I need a backup in case, because I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Within one month, we proved enough for him to make it a $2,000 budget. So we were actually getting, I think a thousand in management, a thousand for ads. So we bumped the management to a full thousand. Six months after that, we bumped it to 3000. Now we're at 5,000 a month with them and retainers. So by going deep, I spent so much time learning how to do ads, making $150 a month. Like if you did my hourly wage, it was, you couldn't even pay a Filipino uh, VA that nothing against Filipino VAs. Love you guys. You're just very inexpensive. Um, so, but I put in the work and I did it all. And guess what? Eventually I was able to prove to him that we were moving a lot of units for him. And that's what got me to the 5k retainer. And he's just as happy as can be. And then I take the results and I make videos about them and I show how much results we're getting and how much business we're driving and everything else. So now this is an industry I don't want to work in, mind you. It's semi trucks. They sell semi trucks. It's not sexy. You, you know, it's not like my trucks, dude. You know, I love <laughs> me some truckers, but if the option to travel around in private jets and yachts comes about, I'm going to take that one, I think. So, but what I'm doing is I'm taking the results from that industry. They're selling heavy, you know, $30,000 trucks through Facebook ads. So now I'm taking it into the boat building world and say, Hey, I can build you this exact proven system that I've developed over years to drive almost 8,000 phone calls for this client, 2,500 applications that produced over a million dollars in business for them. Is that something that interests you? And guess what? I'm going in at 5k a month starting not, well, let me give me $200 and, uh, and we'll feel it out if we can make it happen. You know, it's like, it's like now I have the proof. I say, look, dude, or 
miss or whoever, whoever it is, you know, <laughs> we know what we're doing with this. We know how it needs to be done. If you're not all in at that number, I cannot come down because it's not going to work how you think it will. And then you're going to come back and say, dude, that failed. Why did yeah. I give you all that money? Yeah. So yeah. take a project, crush it, go way deeper than you need to find ways to use your existing partners, whoever it may be to do. Even now there's still people that I say, Hey, I love your brand right now. The travel slow, right? I love that brand. I want to shoot a video for you guys. Is it cool if I just tag you and you guys share it to do whatever you want with it, whatever, let's just do like a collab and I'll do it for nothing. You know? So I'll right. do like a quick 30 second for my inflatable paddleboard. Right. Yeah. And then I post it and people see, Oh, they're doing paddleboard brand videos. All I need to do is now send this to the 15, 20 other main paddleboard inflatable paddleboard companies and say, Hey, I live in Florida. I go on Epic adventures, travel is slow right now for all of our other clients. I would love to chat more about building you guys a campaign. Yeah. And so you're using one thing to leverage into the next. It's so important. And a lot of people do not realize 80% of the work needs to be done after that video is done. 80, mm -hmm. 80%. Just it's, think about that. It's almost <laughs> like we, you know, we tell people there's, it's important that once you have this asset, you use it because if it's just sitting there, it's not going to do anything. But by creating these assets for other people, we're creating them essentially for ourselves too. It's like every single project mm -hmm. we do, we're weaponizing ourselves more to be able to run to other people and say, Hey, look what I did. Like, look what I did. You should probably use it too. And, you know, I, I see in, in a lot of the groups that we're in people are wondering where the next lead's going to come from. It's like, well, what was your last project? Like, what are you doing with that? And right. I think a lot of people don't think about it that way mm -hmm. and they should, you know, because evidently that's, that's how you, that's how you want to like go from that 150 a month and then like take the grappling hook and just throw it up the wall and start like climbing rather than trying to like, yeah. you know, look for the single little handholds. Like that's yep. how you do it. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Just take one thing, crush it, leverage it into the next, learn from it. Like we talked about with the Shopify, you learn, you get smarter, you know, people all the time, Hey, what should I quote with this? And you know, the most annoying thing that Marcus does, one of our coaches is always like, well, what do you think about that? You know? <laughs> and it's like, well, I think it's pretty good. And he's like, all right, you do it. And that's, I do the same thing now with the people that come to me. It's like, Hey man, they just offered me 500 for uh, a video for three different videos. Yeah. And so like 1500 total. And I'm like, well, what do you think about that? And they're like, I mean, this is my second project, so it seems pretty good. I'm like, dude, I mean, I would take that right now too. Great. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Three 30 second videos for 1500 bucks. Like we could power through that in two hours, you know, plus yeah. the edit. Um, so, so now he knows, and I told him, take these videos, crush it. And guess what? Next time someone wants a bunch of videos, you say, you know what? I, I totally understand what you want to do with the one. But what if we didn't only do the one, we actually did three different videos and we'll do a video business card, plus two short 30 second videos you can run as ads. And for that, I'll do $3,000. Now you just doubled your rates Yeah. with, by doing one job, crushing it. And what does that take? Uh, three weeks, a month to finish the first one, you know, depending mm -hmm. on how slow you edit. Yeah. And here's the thing too. Are you still, are you, do you still have someone as part of your team that's running the ads or are you running the ads? I have a ad person, but I'm also heavily involved in them because that's how I'm learning. And I get a lot like 
I am learning the fundamentals of marketing as a whole. And when it comes to ads, the most important things are not necessarily the management of it, but it's like understanding headlines, understanding copywriting, understanding videos and video placement, understanding how to start the videos, yeah. understanding that, you know, if you're going to run a YouTube pre-roll ad, you have five seconds before they can click that skip ad button. So you better make your point in that first five seconds. You better have your brand logo in those first five seconds. So at least you get the free advertising, even if someone doesn't continue to watch. Yep. Um, it's just, yeah, there's a, there's a lot that a lot goes, that goes into, into it, and yeah. and just to to loop back, it's it's one of those things that you can, like you said, you can upsell it, you can increase your value of what you're getting out of it, and I I know based on the conversations we've already had, I know that there's going to be a point where you you are able to remove yourself from that process. Oh yeah, and no, so that's that's one of my goals for this year is is find the right agency. I don't want just a person. I need an agency because I want to scale with them over the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. But dude, the, the people that were, that are showing up as leads now are big deals. <laughs> you know, if yeah. you get like uh, a national hotel chain and they say, well, we want you to run the ads. That's where I'm like, you know, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail type of deal. Yeah. So always just make sure I have like the right partners. And I got a couple different partners we're talking to, but also just the clients we're working with now, some of them are working with agencies. So I'm getting to test their agencies and even just see how other agencies are doing things, what kind of metrics they're getting. And this is why I like to know it because yeah. I can show up in a meeting and someone's like, thinks I'm just a video guy. And they just try to like outsmart me with ads. And then I just fire back like a couple things. And I, I just like, I blew this one marketing director's like mind. And she was just like, like basically we need to meet again because I'm so like, this has just gone such a different direction that I thought we were going to be talking about. <laughs> and I was just teaching them about like landing pages and the importance of it. They were sending, they spend like a hundred grand a month and they're sending all their traffic to their homepage and they have so many different styles. And just, I'm like, if you're trying to sell someone a wedding ring and is like a guy, and it's really hard probably to begin with. Right. Yeah. And then you send them to this page. They sell online jewelry that has rings, watches, bracelets, necklaces, et cetera. And even if you click on the engagement rings, then there's 4,000 options for them. It's like, you need to send them to a landing page that talks about getting engaged, builds the feeling of like, Oh wow, I can't wait to do this with my loved one. Here's a very simple process. If you don't know what to do, just hit this button and we will walk you through each and there, and I was like, I guarantee you, you could get your conversion up probably by a full percentage on that. Cause we yeah. did it with another client, same exact situation, hundred grand a month. They were spending on ads. We helped them save basically 30 grand a month on their advertising spend while producing the same amount of results through the right videos. That's not bad. I'd say that's, <laughs> that's worth working with. That's <laughs> uh, worth it. Yeah. Damn dude. It's, um, it's, it's cool to hear the, the different approaches to all the video. I mean, the, the title of this is how to win with video. And I just love that we've explored so many in just this one conversation of how it, I think the biggest takeaway that I could get here is if you're going, if you're a client or if you're a, a business, you're going to work with a video agency, work with one that's multifaceted, you yeah. know, whether they, whether they're offering 
ads and a specific type of video creation or different type of niche video creation or uh, video production, you know, make sure that they, that there's something with depth to it and that they understand the, the business, you know, understand what goes into the process more than just, Hey, this looks pretty good. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I think, you know, you get what you pay for with video and the, for the most part, I would recommend more than finding like the most legit production company. Like you said, find the agency that ideally specializes in video and has built the agency around that specialization in video. Like we have, because there's a lot of agencies that are just marketing people. And then they're actually just trying to contract us to do the videos yet they don't know how to position or sell video, which means they can't afford legit people, meaning they hire a lower level videographer. And it's just like the same thing. So, yeah. so yeah. do your homework, talk to, talk to different agencies, you know, make sure they're asking the right questions. Make sure they're learning about your business and the sales meeting. If they're just coming at you with a menu of, Oh, we can do this, this, or this without being like, what are you trying to do? What are your goals? Where are you at right now? That's a huge red flag. You know, if someone you need the person to be into what you're doing, because that's how you're going to win at the end of the day too, you know, by having the right partnership with the right agency. Big time, big time. Well, dude, I'm going to, I'm going to wind it down here because we've touched on a lot. What, uh, what is your, your biggest one piece of advice that you could give to, to any potential businesses that are looking to work with uh, a video agency in 2021? What is your single biggest, like actionable piece of advice to them? All seeps. <laughs> um, I love it. <laughs> my, my biggest advice is speak to someone who truly understands digital, the digital infrastructure that understands how ads lead to web pages, lead to, uh, you know, sales pages, just how videos can be used in all steps of that, how retargeting, like you need someone, how email marketing, you need someone who can look at your entire sales and marketing system as a whole. Um, because what happens is just like I said, you know, a company spending a hundred thousand dollars a month, $1.2 million a year. We came in and cut 30% just by looking at their system. All I did was look at their numbers and say, why is this number so low? What's happening here? And then when we dove into that, we realized they just didn't have the right creatives in there. And once we implemented that within a month, they already made back their initial investment on the video and they continue to day in day out. So find someone who truly understands and can look at the entire digital infrastructure of what you have going on. Cause that's truly where they will see what you need to do and what can be the best, like uh, a $300 consulting call just by someone telling you what to do will save you thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. So that's my best advice. Love it. Well, dude, I, uh, I appreciate you chiming in, dropping all that wisdom, giving that seat yeah, arm to everybody that's, that's watching. <laughs> and, uh, and for just, I mean, honestly, for just being open and, uh, and candid kind of about the process and, and how you've gotten to where you are, it's always cool hearing that. So, uh, I think, if we had any non-business people watching, I hope that they got inspired. If they're the 90% of your audience that are, are just looking for personal betterment, 
uh, like I'm sure my audience is too, then I hope that they got something out of that too. Yeah. I think, I think we need to reconvene about these hip hop value videos here. Dude, I think there's more potential than we are even considering right now. <laughs> I, I wouldn't doubt it. Let me add it to the list of 8 billion ideas in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Just start. You could, you could just nail anything down. It's like you could put all the ideas on a dartboard and just throw a dart. And that's, that's how you got to start deciding things. Be like, and what are we doing today? All right, cool. Hip hop videos, <laughs> hip hop videos all day. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> Sick dude. Well, appreciate you again and uh you too man i'll talk good to you catching soon, up and uh we'll talk soon sounds good man so there you have it i think the biggest thing to take away from everything that steves has said here is that if you're planning on using video to win whatever that looks like for you you have to understand that there's more to it than just shooting the video and hitting post And really, it runs parallel with entrepreneurship in general. There's always more going on than you see at the surface. And honestly, if you fail to plan, you're basically planning to fail. I want to say thanks again to Siebes for taking the time, coming on, and having such an open and candid conversation about where he's been, where he's at now, and where he's going to be going. If you like this episode, make sure to go check out episode one, The State of Video in 2021 where you can hear some more from Siebes about some different perspectives of all this, as well as an all-star squad of other video business owners and marketing experts that weighed in. And if you've already listened to episode one and you loved what everyone else had to say too, make sure to stay tuned because the upcoming episodes are going to be the full interviews with everyone else separately also. If you're watching this on YouTube and you've made it this far, please do me a big favor, hit like, give this a thumbs up, and leave a comment from what part of our conversation stuck with you the most. And also, make sure to hit subscribe because we've got a lot more awesome, awesome interviews coming up with other marketing experts and video business owners and people who are completely not in the niche of video at all, but are using video in their businesses to just kick ass. If you're listening on Spotify or your other favorite podcasting audio platform, Hit us with a follow, follow the show, and leave us a review. Let us know what you loved, or honestly, if there's something you didn't love, let us know that too so that we can improve. Uh, All that stuff helps with just making sure that the show keeps progressing and that we can put together here some awesome, awesome content for everybody involved. If you want to connect with me, I'm on LinkedIn, David Lasowski over there, and I'm on Instagram, at entrepreneurbra. That's all I got for this one. So make sure to check out the next one. Go check out the last one. And in the meantime, drink lots of water, be nice to people, and keep on winning with the video. (laughs) 